Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Alpha Girl Confidence Podcast. This is episode 192 and I'm your host, Shay Haddo. So on today's episode, I sat down with Erica Suter, who is one of our most favorite guests on the show, where we talked about Erica's seven pillars of performance. So we dove into each of these pillars on not only how it can help you to perform better, to perform at a higher level, and to be a better athlete, but also how it can help you to just perform better at life, to have more fun in your sport and your life. So get ready to take notes, grab out your notebook. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, enjoy the episode. What's up, Erica? Welcome back. I, I think I lost track of how many times you've been on, but welcome back to the show. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm definitely losing track, but I think that's a good thing. And I'm always excited to come back on. And I saw you last night during your group call. So that was really fun. Great group of girls. So yeah, excited to be here. Yeah. So we're actually, so on yesterday's call, we talked about the seven pillars of performance Mm -hmm. and we thought, you know what, let's talk about this on the podcast too, because I think it's so incredibly important that we learn that performance isn't just, you know, one or two things that it really is, you know, all of these things that play into performance that a lot of times people don't really think about. And so then it gets neglected and then the performance isn't there. And then people are left thinking, well, what's, what's wrong, right? So let's kind of jump into the seven pillars of performance. Um, we'll kind of go through them real quick and then we'll kind of break them down uh, a bit more and go deeper on some of the ones that we think are the most important. So go ahead and, and share what are, what are those seven pillars? Awesome. So yeah, I'll just list them, um, in order and I, I put them in order in terms of just like, what's the bare minimum. And then it progresses to, okay, like we really need to be dialing these other ones in. So the bare minimum, the first one is doing your training. And this is the training outside of your team practices and things that your coach does not have time to cover. So the true speed development, the agility, uh, single leg strength work, skill work, this is non-negotiable needs to be done on your own. The second one is nutrition. So fueling your body in a way that supports how much energy you're expending in your training and also in your games. The third pillar is sleep. And this is making sure that you're well rested and ensuring that both your muscles and your brain recover. These are the two things that recover during that full night of sleep. And we use both when we're playing our sport. The fourth one is mindset. And this is the one Shay is super passionate about. And mindset is just being resilient and seeing failures as lessons and tweaking what you're doing. The next one is your relationship. So who are you hanging out with the most? Are the friends you're surrounding yourself with, do they have training, nutrition, and sleep behaviors that you want to model after that are inspirational and also uplift you? And then the sixth one is leisure. And a lot of people say, well, this is my sport because my sport's fun. Yes. Going to practice is fun. Playing games is fun, but we're talking about leisure in the sense that it's free play. It's a hobby that's outside of your sport. It's an activity where you can kind of get an escape from the year round grind. Yes. We love what we do. Yes. We're passionate about our sport, but even athletes at the highest level, you need that break to do other activities just to give your mind a rest. And then the last one, this one is like the foundation to all the pillars and it's your purpose. So why do you play your sport? Why do you want to get better at it? And once you are clear on your why, and 
I don't want it to be a superficial why where it's like, oh, well, I'm pleasing my parents or, you know, I just want to get my stats up. It has to be a why that is much greater than those things and is really coming from the heart. And once you have that, then it's going to be a lot easier to stay dialed into these pillars and to do well in your training, to do well in your nutrition, to make sure you're, you're getting sleep and just working on all aspects of performance. So those are the seven pillars in a nutshell and yeah, happy to dive in deeper. Yeah. Before we dive in deeper, I'm actually curious, how did you, how did you come up with these? Like, was it just from experience or tell us a little bit about how you came up with these seven? You know, I've actually never been asked that question. So this is exciting. It is from my 10 years of coaching experience and just the universal things I saw that impacted performance in my athletes, whether it was how they showed up in sessions or how they felt in games. These were the ones that kept coming up time and time again, that impacted their physical and their mental game. And then when I started to dive more into the literature and the science behind sleep and injuries or nutrition and fatigue or being better conditioned through your training, I saw that, wow, yeah, these do really impact performance from an evidence-based perspective. So it's both experience from coaching and then the, the evidence-based. As I'm looking, I wrote these down on my sticky notes. As I'm looking at these, I'm like, okay, which ones do we want to dive deep in? I'm like all of them, but we'll, we'll go deep into it. Just a few, but like, I'm trying to think of the ones that I think need the most help just in terms of like that, they get forgotten about. And like, for the summer, right? It's off season. It's the summer and things get a bit wonky with schedule. So the first one, I think I want to dive into. And and then if, if you're like, no, we need to hit this one. Let me know too. Um, but I think sleep is a big one because right now, a lot of times kids are, I don't know what time they're going to bed sometimes what midnight one o'clock. And then they wake up at like 11 or noon. And it's just like sleep schedules are kind of all over the place. And then they want to work out in the morning, but they can't because they're so tired or they slept too long. So it's too hot. Like I feel like sleep affects so much all the time, but especially when the schedule is, is a bit wonky in the summer. So let's dive into sleep a little bit and specifically how we can really dial in our sleep, like during these summer, like off season months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sleep is such a big one that a lot of people don't look at. And it's, it's so important because what I've seen the most of is an athlete might be fatigued early in competition, or they might lack focus, or maybe their skills aren't as sharp in a game or they're making really stupid decisions. A lot of parents will jump to the conclusion that this is a training issue. Okay. Well, they're messing up all the time. They're not showing up with energy. We just need to hire another trainer. We need to give them more lessons. We need to put in more reps when in reality, they're already in shape athletes. They know their skills. They've they've had the training pillar down, but we need to look deeper that the sleep could be causing some of these performance hindrances. So the sleep is like the biggest one for decision-making in games. Your, your brain recovers when, when you're resting. So being able to make decisions helps you to not be a step behind in the game, tactically, physically, and just also having that motivation to play and, and to work out. So this is why we have to really look beyond just 
adding in the extra training because we don't want to add in extra training when it's not needed. And then we go into overtraining and causing injury. It's not necessarily all about getting in more reps. It's, it's getting a full night of rest. (laughs) Yeah. And, and if you think about in terms of just human, basic human survival, like you can survive, uh, without breath for what a few minutes. So that's very Mm -hmm. important. Uh, and then sleep is next, right? Like you can survive, uh, probably without water longer than you can without sleep. So just knowing that, like, if you're not getting your sleep, like nothing is going to click, like nothing mentally, physically, emotionally, you're going to be all over the place. So with that being said, like, what, what are some of the biggest, um, no, no's or things that you see with the girls you train where like, oh, this is really like hurting your sleep. What, what's something that you feel like, you know, we really, where we really go wrong with sleep. I think just not having a routine down. I, I have some girls who say, you know, some nights they get to bed at nine and then other nights it's like midnight, 2 AM. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can compromise on an hour where you can stay consistent with, and you're getting that eight hours of sleep a night and you're waking up at the same time, the better. And in the summer is a great time to practice that because you don't have to go to school. You don't have to make the bus. So practice it now in, in the summer. And even if you get to bed at 10 30, 11, then you can at least sleep in a little bit extra and get that full eight hours. But when the school year comes around, Yes, you need to be getting to bed earlier. You you need to make sure that you're managing your time. And I get a lot of complaints, sometimes excuses. Oh, well, I have a lot of homework. But meanwhile, you're spending an hour to two hours on your phone. So no, you do have time. You just have to manage it better and be more disciplined. I think a lot of people just lack a lot of discipline with it and just having that structure. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things is like trying to stay consistent, like, you know, within an hour. So trying to stay consistent as possible to give your body that, that regularity, like our bodies crave that, that regularity with sleep and wake. So I I think that's huge. And it's, it's, it's like, it's so simple. It might not be easy all the time, but it's, it's such a simple thing that you can work on that can make that like such a huge difference in again, physical, mental, and emotional parts of your life. So I, that's why I wanted to hit on sleep. Although it might be one of the most boring ones. I think it's one of the most important. It is. I mean, I could go, I could go three more hours talking about this. I mean, the, the more sleep you have, the, the less likely you're to take a a wrong step in a game or be slow to react, which actually causes a lot of ACL injuries, that slow reaction time and that, that fatigue, uh, and also just being able to retain information in school or being able to be motivated or focused and also long-term sleep deprivation plays a huge role in anxiety. So that's another thing to pay attention to. So, I mean, if you don't have that down, then it's just this like mess Mm -hmm. of things that happen. So that's, it sounds boring, but man, it impacts a lot. All right, Erica, I'm going to let you choose. I'm going to let you choose the next one. So out of these, um, which one do you feel like gets, uh, thrown off to the wayside too much, which one do you feel like, uh, you know, is one that also could be really worked on in the summer too? I think nutrition because, um, you know, with with like the training and like, kind of, like I said, with focusing on the the more reps and a, a lot of the time I see parents complain about their girls conditioning, or they might be getting tired in the second half or not as fast as they can be. 
And I look at what they're eating and they're definitely not getting enough carbs and carbohydrates help with being able to sustain your, your running later in competition. So I would definitely look at nutrition next. And Mm. it, again, summer, when, when you're out of school and you have more time to kind of plan meals, that's a a good time to really just get into good habits and to just get that routine so that when things do get busy again, then you can understand that, oh, well, nutrition's not that hard. I just, I just need to be a little bit more prepared. So practice that now. And I know preparing your meals can be a little bit of an annoyance, but would you rather deal with the annoyance of preparing your nutrition or the, the pain of regret when you're tired in a game, you know, like it's like pick your Mm -hmm. suffering at this point. Um, you know, you're going to, there's a cost for everything. So for, I would say it's more worth it to be prepared (laughs) and be disciplined. This is a good life lesson overall. You always have to be prepared. (laughs) And I love that. Like you keep saying like summer is a great time to practice it because you don't have to rely on school meals. Like you have more control over what you eat. And also Mm -hmm. summer is like such an amazing time for fresh produce. Like there's, you go to the farmer's market and you can get so many good fruits and vegetables and just like real food that isn't always available, you know, depending on where you live. So summer is also, I feel like the best time to eat, like eat really good food too. Yeah, it is. And to just like go out and eat great food with your friends. I I have a few girls who have been getting brunch with friends and they love getting like their omelets, their protein, their potatoes. And I think that's great. I mean, you're getting the social aspect, but then you're also getting an amazing meal and just trying to practice some, some good habits. And when you start to practice those good habits, you see, wow, me fueling, I feel great. I, I have energy. I'm sharp. I'm ready for the day. Um, you know, if you're constantly like bogged down with heavy, greasy foods, or maybe you're not eating enough, you're going to feel it. And it's, it's just not a pain you want to endure. Yeah. I, I, the other, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, my energy is a little bit off. And the two things I looked at number one was sleep. And the second one was nutrition. I think those play such a huge role in just like your energy, like day to day. Um, so what would you say? Like, let's hit one more thing on nutrition. What's like one really simple nutrition principle that you think like everyone should adopt. That's like really, really simple and not this complex, like nutrition thing. Cause nutrition can get kind of complex sometimes. So let's keep it simple here. Yes. It's, it's complex because there's so many weird things out there and yes, you, you definitely have to keep it simple and just get your macros in, get your macros. So your proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. So proteins, chicken, uh, lean meat, your salmon, tuna, a turkey sandwich is great. Get that in especially for your recovery so that your muscles can start to build up and get what they need to recover faster and then get, get your carbohydrates in. So sandwiches, wraps, pastas, rice, especially a couple hours before competition. And every female athlete is going to have different carbohydrate needs and, I usually recommend at least like two fistfuls. So like make a fist, two fistfuls. That's a good way to eyeball it. Some people might need a little bit more than that, depending on the day, but that's a good 
rule of thumb. And then the, the protein should fill up about like a quarter of your plate, maybe like one fistful, maybe one and a half. Um, and then the healthy fats, I mean, you can put olive oil on your meats or your salads, uh, avocados are great fish, peanut butter, and just making sure you're getting those healthy fats for your brain health, but also your, your joint health. Uh, and especially with young girls, when there tends to be more inflammation during certain phases of the menstrual cycle, especially right before menstruation, really important to get those omega threes. So just start with the macros, get those in. If you're on the go, Starbucks has great egg wraps, um, Dunkin' Donuts, great bagels with, with egg or Turkey. So if you're on the go, like, yes, it might not be the best option, but like at least get the macros in that's the most important. Yeah. Don't be go getting donuts and, uh, you know, cake pops, but (laughs) and that's, that's one thing I do want to say is I, I'm fine with that stuff once in a while. If you're eating that before every single game or every single day, or you're having 10 donuts, then that's where we have problems. And I know this is cliche, but everything in moderation, you know, I love Reese's cups. I I have them a couple times a week. Um, just one of them. Um, but then I'm good. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm fine with just fueling myself with the the macros and the whole food. Yep. So I love uh, it. Yeah, once in a while is fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a Trader Joe's uh, dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Oh, I, I love those. <laughs> I'm the biggest sweet tooth ever. So I'm going to be the last person to tell you to don't to not eat sweets. So yeah, eat them when you want. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I totally agree because you need some sanity. Yeah. And it's just more sustainable when, like when you try to revamp your whole diet and just like clean eat, there's going to come a point where you're going to be like, nope, I'm going to relapse and go back. And that's when it it gets worse. So you don't want to do that. Yep. Balance and moderation. That's kind of the name of the game with nutrition. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to get the next one. And then I know which last one you'll pick. Hopefully you're reading my mind. Um, so the next one leisure, I want to go into leisure because I think for me, this was the one when I was a teenager that I, I didn't do. And it caused me to almost quit. I was extremely burnt out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. I hated my sport. I didn't know who I was without my sport because I didn't really prioritize actually being a kid, actually having fun. And with summer, like what better time to really prioritize leisure and get that in, in addition to all your training and everything. So let's, let's hit on leisure first off, off. What is, what does that mean to you? And why is it so important? Yeah. So leisure, again, it's just the, the fun you're having outside of your practices. So yes, your sports fun, but it's still something that's on the schedule. It's still penciled in and it's an obligation. Like you have, you have to go, you have to be there at 7 PM till whenever 9 PM at night, three times a week, four times a week. So the leisure here is making sure you're getting fun outside of that. So free play travel, hiking, um, maybe you're into art or music or cooking, whatever it is, just make sure it's something that's not your sport because 
you can only do something for so long over and over again year round until you like hit a point where you are burned out and you do need a break. It's just a normal human thing where you need to step away. Even if it's something you're passionate about and you love, there comes a time when sometimes you're doing it so much that you might resent it a little bit. And that's when you need to take a step back. And Shay, I can say the same when I was growing up, when I was a teenage girl, it got to a point with soccer. I was like hoping my practices would get rained out. Me too. Yeah. I would be like, Oh my gosh, I just hope, you know, they call it off tonight. I just, this is just so much. And it's like, dang, I like love soccer. And I got to that point. So when I got to that point, I decided to take the summer off from just like going, like doing teams, doing extra tournaments, uh, no more ODP. I just did my strength, speed and conditioning, and then just hung out with friends, went to the pool and it was the best thing I did. I did that a couple summers and then you go back in the fall season and you're ready to rock. You're ready to go. So it's really important that you do have something outside of what you're doing. Yeah. I can say like the same thing with me in college, like the best fall seasons were the ones where we would go, we would go do our workout in the morning, but then we'd go to the pool. We'd go to the beach. Mm -hmm. We would just go have fun. We'd play rock band all day. We'd go get snow cones. Like it was just where we like had so much fun. And then even when the season started, like the first thing that we did before we actually started getting into training camp was we would all go to the lake as a team and stay a couple nights at the lake house and just like hang out and have fun because without that fun, it's like, it doesn't, it, it, you just like, it's so important for you to perform. Well, you got to have fun. Like if you're not having fun, then you're probably not going to perform well. And I think a lot of times people forget that they they think, oh, it's just about grinding, grinding, grinding. Mm-hmm. But like, no, the more fun you have in your sport and out of your sport, the more you're going to actually be able to show up and perform your best. Absolutely. And the, the mental and the physical burnout is, is very real. And I had a conversation with Ibi Casagrande a couple weeks ago, who's she's worked with women's professional soccer players and their schedule is insane. Mm-hmm. And come the off season, she's like, you know what? Like, we're just going to chill out for a little bit. Like we don't really need to jump into anything. Yeah. And they're so grateful that she does that. So it's like, it doesn't matter what level you are. Everyone, everyone needs that break. I tell my girls in the summer, like even do, even though we're doing our speed strength and conditioning and it's not their team practice, I say, go on vacation for two weeks. Like Mm -hmm. get like, you're not going to lose anything. Just leaving for two weeks. Like if anything, you're going to come back and your sprint times will probably be better from that one to two weeks off. So yeah, take your time. I mean, it's just, it's in the long term, it's way more beneficial. Absolutely. All right, Erica, let's hit this last one, which, you know, we're we're telekinesis right now, you know, which one I'm talking about. So let's talk about that last one. Purpose. Yes, you got it. Yes. That I knew you were going to choose that. You. <laughs> you know, if you would have been like a uh, mindset, I would have been like, oh crap, no, actually it's purpose. Just kidding. So yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about purpose. I know that's kind of your, your big one. Yeah. I love purpose. And this is one where 
you really need to reflect and sit with yourself and be like, oh my gosh, like, what is my purpose? Yes. It's a deep question and you should ask. And I've had a lot of these conversations with my girls and they'll say things like, well, my purpose is showing up for my team or just like being a part of this, like great collective experience or, you know, seeing how physically capable I am. And it's just like these like really amazing answers where they're so clear and they realize that their sport is just greater, greater than themselves. And it's just much easier for them to stick with things when it gets hard to stick with their training, to do better with their nutrition, because if they fall short in these, then they're holding themselves back, but they're also holding their team back. And a lot of girls who have said what their purpose is, the common theme has been, it's about the team. It's about the community and the memories. And I think that is just so powerful. Yeah. It's funny. Like yesterday on, on the call, you asked a question to the, to the girls in the group and not one of them said to be a professional athlete or to go to college. It was like, it was like all just like, to be part of a team, to help my team and, and to just the feelings of that I get when I'm on the field, it was like all of that kind of stuff. And looking back and you can probably say the same, like, to be honest, Erica, like I, I don't miss soccer itself. I miss being on a team. I miss having my best friends out there fighting, competing, like soccer is great, but it's like, it's, it's the team. It's like that deeper purpose that like really makes it, you know, special. That's so true. I haven't really like thought about like what I really miss about it. And I can, I can definitely agree there. And a lot of girls on the call last night said the same. They're like, you know what? We get excited, you know, when we score or make a good (laughs) assist. And it's just like that, like adrenaline, like flow state. And it's just so you can't like describe the feeling. It's like you're on cloud nine. Like when you're doing well and rocking it, your team's rocking it. It's just so fun. And Mm -hmm. sports are more fun when you're performing at a high level, when you're good, when you're taking care of yourself. And when the whole group is taking care of themselves, like, have you ever played one of those games where your team's just like clicking and it's like, so fast paced and everyone's just on the same page. It's like awesome. (laughs) And you're just like, like, it's almost like you're, you're, um, like you're in a tunnel in the sense of like, nothing else matters. It's just like, you're so like zoned in and focused. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's seriously the, the most fun thing in the world. Yes. It's, it's that focused flow state and there's no anxiety in that state. Really? It's just, you're like, just living by each decision and each step and you become better at that by doing these seven things Absolutely, (laughs) by being prepared, being so prepared on the back end of things that when you step on the field, it's the easiest thing you do. It's the most fun thing you do. Yeah. And that's the key. I'm thinking now, like if you do all of these things, yes, you're going to be a beast in your sport. More importantly, you're just going to have so much fun. Like you're going to be so fulfilled. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be rocking it and you're going to have so much fun with it. And that's what it's all about for me. Yep. And we, we talked a little bit about how these kind of go into just regular life. Yeah. And I I'm curious, like for you personally, I'm, I'm sure you're focusing on a lot of these just for 
how you show up as an entrepreneur. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really stop. No, never. (laughs) It's like, yeah, this stuff, like we talked about last night, it's not just performance. It's the pillars of, of performing in, in life. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, if, if I, if I let one of these things slip, like, like for example, my sleep, I got sick right? Or my nutrition. I was like, my nutrition was horrible. I wasn't eating good. I wasn't getting in my veggies and all that stuff. And what happened? I got sick and I couldn't work. And I lost like my, my mindset went down the tubes and like everything really plays on, you know, the, the next thing. And it's so important that this isn't just life stuff or isn't just sports stuff, but this is how you perform at life and performing at life is the ultimate goal. It is because that, that sport will come to an end, Mm -hmm. even if you're, you're in it for a while and you get to that post-college level, it still will end. So it's like, well, what else do you have going for you? Are you still going to be high performing in a different venture? What Mm -hmm. are you going to do when you're done? I mean, you got to do something. (laughs) I mean, whether it's a high performing mom or a high performing partner or high performing uh, I don't know, construction or like whatever it is, like you have to perform. And, and you said this the, uh, yesterday that like, you're, you're in better shape now than you were when you were in college. And same with me, like you can go look at pictures of me in college and look at pictures of me. Now I had looked so much healthier and more vibrant. And it really is like, cause we have prioritized these seven pillars, but imagine if we had these, when we were playing, like how much of better athletes and how much more fun we would have had too. Oh my gosh. If only, you know, like I, I look back and I'm like, dang, like I kind of wish I had this secret back then, (laughs) but it's, it's so true. And I love hearing that. I love hearing that from former athletes that they're healthier. Now they're in better shape now in their thirties and their forties and their fifties, because they realize, you know what, like when you age, you're, you're going, you're going like uphill. I mean, it's, it's a battle. Um, your muscles atrophy, your bones start to get weaker cognitive decline as well. And making sure you're still loading and training and nourishing your brain and your body with good food. You can fight all that. I mean, you can really come out on the other end when you're older, feeling better than you did when you were in your twenties. And man, I look back at pictures in college and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like I was fine, but like, I literally gained like freshman 30 because you're just, yeah you're eating the buffet. I mean, then alcohol plays a factor and I, I don't really drink anymore. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like (laughs) I'm glad I figured this out now. (laughs) Right. Easier now when we're 30, as opposed to, right. You know, when we're 50, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. This is awesome. All right, Erica. Well, I I want everyone to know, like, uh, first off, tell us about your book. Um, where can people find your book and then let us know like where people can work with you and stuff like that. Sure. So my book, The Strong Female Athlete, it is on Amazon and Kindle and paperback, and it does dive into these seven pillars a lot, but it also talks about female athlete growth and maturation training and fueling around the menstrual cycle. So everything female athlete performance. And then as far as where you can find me just on Twitter and Instagram at fit soccer queen. Awesome. And then you have an app too, where you work with kids remotely on uh, strength conditioning, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I do have a phone app where I dock all my remote programs. So I have two options. You can do my jumpstart program, which, which is just getting access to the workouts based on in season, off season, off season, or your age. And then my higher level performance program is getting your workouts plus the weekly zoom check-ins. Love it. And like, there's so many times Erica, where kids will come and they're like, I don't know what to do to get stronger. And they're doing all these things. It's like, Oh, that's like probably not the best. And so there's, there's so much confusion and noise in that world too. So guys, like, seriously, this is so important for injury prevention, for your health, for your performance, like for just general well-being. So seriously, go check out that app. Cause like I said, if that was available back when we were playing, like imagine, right. So make sure you guys go check that out so that you can stop being confused and go and look at random people on Instagram that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Amen. I mean, there's gotta be a rhyme or reason behind yeah. the training that you sign up for. Maybe it's not my program, but there's yeah. a lot of performance coaches out there who understand mm-hmm female athlete anatomy and physiology. So if you're looking at their profile, do they post videos of their female athletes training? Like, do they have a body of work? And, um, I think also like questioning people is a good thing. Like, you know, about their methods or how they like assess and reassess is also good to do. Yeah. That's important. But yeah, summer, like summer is like such a great time to start getting into that and stuff during the off season. So go check it out guys. And Erica, thank you so much for coming on. This was invaluable. So we appreciate you coming on and sharing the seven pillars of performance with us. And we'll see you next time because Erica, I'm sure you'll be on pretty soon. So we'll see you next time, but thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Shay.